Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and thank you for listening to the very next episode our very special christmas podcast series all i want for christmas now as i've said many times i'm normally a third of a podcast called baffled and i'm on loan to this one but today i have my baffled boys with me dan and connor hello merry christmas how we doing yeah good mate how are you yeah i'm doing good i'm doing good it, it feels strange to be on a podcast with you both and we're not actually arguing between all three of us today it's just very early on about to say let's not let's not discount the arguing that may still happen especially knowing how you two tend to play out like little toddlers but there is no fact base there's no facts that needed for this podcast which is probably good knowing that we were on a christmas party together last night a christmas party zoom because that's 2020 and connor i can only imagine you are hung over to hell this morning absolutely absolutely i was i was picking up the remainders as you do of the night before and i've come to what i uses a workstation during lockdown which was the desk of last night's antics and there's uh crushed up nachos all over it there's an old dirty bag of prawn cocktail crisps beer bottles dried up beer on the desk so yeah you know overall good night just letting some some light in on the magic it started at eight i i called it a day at half 11 um got a text from you connor you're still there at half two on a zoom so fair play merry merry christmas to you that is just like 2020 Christmas in a nutshell. Zoom Christmas party. Uh, but the idea of this podcast is that we are going to curate your perfect Christmases because 2020 is going to be weird. So let's just create your perfect Christmas in a virtual world because that's pretty much what we're living in. So the very first question, Dan, I'm going to come to you first. You and Christmas, what's the relationship? Tell me about it. Are you a big Christmas fan? Yeah, big, big Christmas fan. I I think this year I've been called a bit scroogey just because I'm very keen. I was very keen to keep it in its kind of in its box. Really, I didn't really want Christmas to creep into November. I understand there are like certain things this year, which means that people want to be happy more, which is absolutely fine. But I think you can really concentrate in it and make it so much better. I think if you you start like mid-November, you do get a little bit bored. But on the actual day, um, if, if fairly consistent. I mean, I'm an only child, so Christmas was almost exactly the same for like the first 28 years of my life. We did exactly the same things, exactly the same times. And somehow that tradition was still pretty glorious. So I, uh, yeah, really, really, I just love, you know, we need a reason to be happy. 
We do. I, th- I think you're right. But you were a bit screwy. You told me off in mid-November for being too Christmassy. You're like, it's not December yet. Hold your horses. Connor, what about you? How Christmassy do you get? Yeah, I do get very Christmassy. Um, I, I always enjoy Christmas every single year. Um, but I do know exactly what that means, like 100%. There's, there's definitely a very fine line between it being ridiculously early, just too much too soon, and then actually no it's okay so for me it's usually the beginning of december i've start to get in the uh the festive spirit this year has been quite strange so my family is we've made like quite a conscious effort to you know not let christmas kind of disappear this year which i think is important for everybody so we, you know we've got the christmas decorations up we've done that nice and early we made a real effort with that um you know we're making sure that we do a nice christmas dinner but for me i think and you know i'm usually the one who's making the jokes and saying the stupid things. But this is me being serious right now. I think for me, Christmas has changed as I've got older, especially this year. You appreciate a lot more than maybe what you have done before. I never thought I'd be on a podcast where Connor gets vaguely deep. Yeah, like I mean it though as well. Like this year, it's been a strange, strange year. And I think Christmas is exactly what people need but for maybe for different reasons this year we're always excited about presents and we always want this we want that but to be honest it's going to be quite nice to hopefully just see some family and be around loved ones that you may not have seen properly for what has been you know 10 months so it's a big one this year i think okay so let's start creating that perfect christmas so the first question we've got to talk about the build-up i think it's clear the build-up starts in december i think that's been made clear by both of you there but what are we talking here Advent calendars, Christmas shopping, Christmas parties. At what point are they happening? Are they happening every night? Are you Christmas partying with that person and then that group and then that group? Or is it small and concentrated? Lucky enough to, because I work, I'm kind of work freelance, I do get invited to quite a lot of different Christmas parties, which is pretty good. I like them to ramp up. From, and also people break up earlier and earlier and earlier for Christmas now. Um, I do sound a bit like my dad. But because of that, it means Christmas parties get pushed so forward. So I would say kind of from the 10th onwards, I really like to ramp through with Christmas parties. Uh, yeah, I crack through the advent calendar. It's always the Cadbury Dairy Milk one. I've got it staring in front of me. I like Absolutely. to get the tree up. Um, I, I, I like to get the tree up usually the first weekend um, because that's when my parents did it. My parents are pretty religious and I think that's there. They, they, I'm not in the business for... You know, you get these people who, when they put it up like mid-November, pretty much mm. Boxing Day. My uncle's one of these people on Boxing Day. He just like takes it down straight away. That's Christmas. It's over with. Whereas because I did grow up in quite a, quite a religious family, it's more about stretching Christmas out right through to kind of the first week of January. So I do like my tree to be up maybe a little later, but then a little bit longer. Connor, what about you? Yeah, so we, we we tend to try and get the Christmas tree up first weekend as well. I'm with Dan on that. Um, and we also extend it into Jan as well. But the build-up for me, um, uh, I mean, you know what I'm like. I kind of just crack on. You know, I think it's, I think it's acceptable to start drinking beers at 9am as of the 1st of December. It's Christmas time. You do that think- all year round. Let's not pretend that's a Christmas thing. Come on. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I do love a beer or two. But it is very much for me, as soon as it hits December... Usually within that first weekend, it really starts to kick off. I think with what I do for work as well, I'm freelancing and I play music for a living and the Christmas tunes start to come in and sort of the beginning of December and naturally you're around it. And I think that festive spirit really kicks in. But for me, the build up is a lot of things, seeing friends, seeing family, a bit different this year, obviously, but making sure you do that like however you can. And yeah, cracking through the advent calendars. I've currently got six. Don't ask me why. Six. 
advent calendars. I have six, yeah. I have six advent calendars this year, indeed, yeah. Me and my girlfriend, we have five, and I thought that was a lot. You have six. How are you getting yeah. this? So it, it was, a, you know, obviously because of the way this year's been, my, my mum bought me one, then my dad bought me one, then my girlfriend's mum bought me one, then our friends also bought us one, and my girlfriend bought me one. So I ended up with just a load of advent calendars. But I'm not complaining because the Dairy Milk advent calendars are the best. That, for me, is Christmas. I don't know whether you're with me on this one, Dan, but that I, taste I, I, of that advent calendar is Christmas for me, summed up. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But I do love NAF Christmas chocolate. Love like a you know uh, the twenty p ones that you get from Matalan or whatever they are um, Poundland those kind of ones yeah they they are like NAF Christmas chocolate is also something to be savoured I think NAF Christmas chocolate is is the best but Mark back to your question as well I think for me the thing that I'm going to miss the most I, I know that you two are probably going to know what I'm talking about here but we both work we all work in London we all work together when we go up there. I'm going to miss this year that kind of feeling of everyone being drunk and everywhere being busy. You know, like usually that last week before the breakup for Christmas and everybody's out every single night. Literally no work gets done in London on that last week. No. and Everyone is drinking in the pubs by two. Yeah. And using it as an excuse of, oh, I'm with work colleagues. It's a work thing. It's like, no, you just want to clock off early for Christmas. This, this is something that I'm I'm going to miss this year. Like, you know, you get on the train and people have been in their Christmas jumpers and you wonder where they've been and everyone's out for their parties. And for me, that really is part of Christmas, seeing everybody out and about and being festive. And I think that's something that I am going to miss massively this year. Huge amounts. It's just that feeling of going home. That's what I will miss. It's, well, it's as in... Your last day of work, I will really miss that. Is is yeah, taking the train to where you need to be, and you're you know you're a little bit alight because you have had a few office beers. Uh, I will really miss that joy. Now this is where I think that you two are going to v- massively diverge. Christmas shopping. How organised are you? How early do you get it done? Connor. Okay, so Christmas shopping. How organised am I? How early? Um. Believe it or not, I'm actually pretty good at the old Christmas shopping. As for organisation-wise, like I don't really organise anything. I'm usually a in-the-moment, get-it-done kind of guy. But I usually know what I'm getting. So, uh, you know, I, I know what I want to get for each person. I'm not one of these people. Like I've got a mate of mine who goes into that B&M store, B&H, B&H&M or whatever it's called, uh, the place that sells the clothes and, and, and some weird, like, gift sets. And he'll buy everything in there for the full family. And he'll just get, like... You know those really shit presents where, like, it will be a a, a chili jam set. It's, like, useless. Okay. Nobody's interested. He'll just get that for, like, the granddad. With me, I'm pretty good at the Christmas shopping. I love doing a bit of Christmas shopping as well. And, yeah, I'm pretty strategic with it. I like to spread it out over a couple of weeks. I enjoy that time of Christmas. Unlike a lot of people who like to go crack it in a day and get it, get it done and dusted. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm more like a crack it in a day person. I... Um, I, I think I'm, I'm less inventive than I would like to be. Mm. I think th- through October and November, I always, I'm starting to think about some really innovative kind of unusual presents that I could get for people. And then you sh- I just leave it so late that it's undoable. So I just resort to like Amazon or something like that, just because they got prime. I, I can't be bothered with going to shops. Uh, so it was fantastic that this year has given me the opportunity to stay away. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very, I just can't be dealing with it really. I'll be honest, I would have put you two the other way around. Yeah. I'm very much more in the Dan camp, though, that 
I always like to think I'm organized. I'll create like a notes list on my phone and I will put who I need to buy presents for. I never have that many people to buy presents for, which is the worst bit about it, which is why I'm probably so lazy with it. And I'll come up with these great ideas and then it will sit there for a month. And then I'm suddenly like, oh crap, I need to get going on this. And yeah. then it is a case of, I'm just going to get what I can get at this point. Yeah, so exactly, exactly the same. So for me, it's like, and I don't know if you guys are the same, but I love the giving on Christmas. So I love getting a good present for somebody and giving it to them and seeing their face. Like I probably, well, I definitely enjoy that more than actually opening my own present. So like, for example, my girlfriend this year, I'm getting her a present that she's wanted for a long, long while. I'm not going to say what it is because she might listen to this episode, but I know she's going to love it. And I'm really, really excited to get it, give it to her and have that sort of moment of like, oh my God, I can't, you know, I really, really enjoy that. So I, I really take the time of Christmas shopping. I, it's funny. I thought we would, I thought Dan would have been a bit more like me, but he's a get it done kind of guy. Yeah, I'm more on board with the the giving recently as I've got older. I kind of care more about that. But as I say, it's 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 all good intentions just crumble. Like I really want to come up with that great idea and then I push it off and push it off and push it off just because it gets forgotten. And then by the time it needs to get done, I can't do it. So I just have to get something from the list, really. Okay, so let's move on to Christmas decorations. You've both got your trees up early doors in December. What sort of Christmas decorations? Dan, I imagine you're very traditional stripped back no just no, make no, no. really nice are you ott and cheesy yeah uh, less so than i would like to be this year i love everything i love color um i love color in anything really really basic colors like blues reds greens uh but this year my girlfriend has stopped me from doing that so we've got we, we've gone quite quite stripped back i think there's a few bits of tinsel on there just token efforts that she let me put on but i really want colored blue lights and then blue stuff and i'm not allowed uh yeah i i do love 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 a busy way over the top everything really connor um we're, we're quite traditional uh, at home actually i we, we've got like um we we keep all the christmas decks in the shed uh, this is my favourite bit of Christmas. I absolutely love talking about this. So it's been the same always. I'm the same as Dan. I'm an only child and I do still live at home. Unlike Dan, he's moved out. So I guess more it's down to him what he wants to do. Whereas I'm still sort of living my my parents' um, sort of Christmas way. And I love that. But yeah, we're, we're traditional. Like we've actually just started getting a real tree. We used to have a fake tree, but we get a real tree now. And we literally decorate it. We literally decorate it the same every year. Like we've got, you know, like, ball balls that we've had for like 20 years and we've accumulated different decorations over the years so like ones from disney world when i went there another ones from like i made it in reception when i was at school and we still hang that up like it's always very much the same tree every single year and then we like add a new ball ball to it um which i think is quite a traditional way of doing it isn't it people tend to buy a new ball ball every year and and, and add that to the tree and that's kind of like a thing and we, we very much do that and very traditional colors as well greens reds golds all that yeah my mum's all over that I, we um i've always been a fake tree person actually just because i can't be dealing with the hassle and the stress of getting a real tree and oh, I, I think that's part of christmas i love that bit of having to like go and get a tree choose your tree carry it back maybe i've just never I've, where you want it maybe, it's much better than just going up the loft yeah maybe i get that but my my parents always wanted to try and save cash um yeah we always had a, well. we always had a fake tree with that so i've i've adopted that um but i but i love a i don't really like the look of a real tree i think they're too spaced out i think it's too open whereas at least with a fake tree uh because it's so artificial it's everything's kind of squashed in 
I don't know. I think if, if you choose the right tree, you've got to get there. Have a look. Have a look round. Don't just go for the first one you see. Have a look round. It's the smell as well. That's the best oh, thing. it's the smell. But we were having a smell bit of a real tree. We're having a bit of trouble this year, right? So we've we've bought a real tree. Dad went out and done it and it was all great. And it's, it's a lovely tree and it looks great. Mum always decorates it like elite level. It always looks, you know, great. Uh, but it but it's like molting a lot this year, more so than it ever has. So like mum can't hoover enough to pick up these petal things, um, which is causing a little bit of irritation in the house with, you know, being locked in. It's kind of like, there's no other focus really. My mum isn't working, so it's like the focus is these petals. It's like as it as it hits the carpet, my mum's hawk eyes are on them, and the Henry Hoover's straight away plugged in within minutes. Let's move on to Christmas Day itself. Early risers or laying people? Early risers Con- always. Not not, early, not lying in. Not lying in at all. Who does that? Early riser. Early, I'm all day, every day with Dan. 100 million percent early riser. The earliest I can get up, I will be up. I mean, the, uh, Christmas Eve drinks obviously slightly cuts into that. because. Yeah. But I always take it quite easy on Christmas Eve because there's no point getting so hungover that you're going to ruin the day. But I'm, no. I'm, a, I'm a massive... I can't lie in anyway. So I just get up even earlier on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I I like to get up nice and early Christmas Day, but I do completely and utterly do myself in on Christmas Eve. Like last year was absolutely terrible. Like I would never do that again. Ruined Christmas, completely ruined the day for myself. And that was a massive regret. Yeah, that's it. I'm with Dan there. You've got to take it easy Christmas Eve because you don't want to be hung over Christmas Day, especially when yeah. you're getting on those mimosas right straight away at breakfast. Uh, Dan, you said your parents are quite religious. Are you church on... Are you, do you go to church at all on Christmas? Are you Christmas morning? Are you midnight mass? Christmas morning. Uh, I would like to go midnight mass once every while, but you know I go out Christmas Eve, so it makes it quite hard. Uh, yeah, go. Tends to go follow, to the pub and then church, mate. Tends to follow the same process in that I yeah wake up quite early. I have a. I mean, I'm quite plain, so I call it Bucks Fizz. I've yet to hear, especially someone from the north, like you call it a mimosa. Uh, I know. I don't know why I call it a mimosa. It is just Bucks Fizz. What is the difference between a mimosa and Bucks Fizz? Can I just say something? I just want to dip in right now. Yeah. Uh, When when Mark said mimosa, I was thinking of the Indian starter. (laughs) The samosa. And I was like, why is he having a samosa Christmas morning? I was like, what is that about? That's strange. A mimosa is an American Bucks Fizz. Lovely. I love, I, love a bit of, I love a bit of Bucks Fizz. I feel like you can just drink endless bottles of it and <gasps> it doesn't ever get you drunk. It's the best so thing ever. The problem with it on Christmas Day is that I just get into the feeling of being like, why can't I have this every day? Like, there is no better start to the day than just getting that little bubbly buzz that Bucks Fizz gives you. At university, I, I, I genuinely would buy the, um, you know, you can buy it pre-made and it's like 3%. I would yeah. buy that and just crack through it every day. Uh, so yeah, yeah, wake up quite early, have the Bucks Fizz. I get a stocking in the morning from Santa Claus and then yeah. I go to yeah church which is usually about 10 o'clock yeah so stocking open before church Santa stocking before church regular under the tree presents from mum dad and everyone else uh yeah that would be after dinner so later on I think just to to keep me going all day when I was uh, too excitable when I was young Connor what about you I imagine you are open them all straight away yeah of course he is yeah, I, I can't believe that you're waiting until the, the evening, Dan. I mean, I admire it. And also as well, I love the fact you go to church. There's something that I'm, I mean, we're not a religious family here, but I'd love to experience that. I'd love to go to church on Christmas Day. Is it like super festive, Dan? Like, what do you do? Do you do prayers? Do you, do you sing? How does it go? Like, if you want to get, yeah, we do prayers and we do sing. I don't think you can sing at the moment, but if you want to get like boringly religious, I always find that um, 
the Christmas Day service isn't really that fun and exciting. It's okay. Yeah. Now, the Easter Day service is much better because, you know, religiously, Christ is risen. He's there. He's going to save everyone. You're all going to go to heaven. And it's just everyone's a lot more cheerful and joy. And there's less pressure on Easter as well. The Christmas Day service is all right for what it is, but there is a touch of no one kind of wants to be there. Their minds are already thinking about how they're going to cook the turkey. I'd love, I'd My- love to... I'd love to see, definitely go and experience that. You literally can, mate. It's absolutely free. You just turn up to a church. You waltz in at ten. You don't have to prove that you're a that you're a religi- religious person to be there, mate. You can just yeah, you just experience it. Like a blood test on the door. <laughs> My church used to do. So you know how you have communion. You've got you know the the wine in the in the cup. On Christmas Day and on Easter, they used to put champagne in instead. Of, you know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Are you much that. posher than I'd given you any credit for? What do you if say? Am I posher? Much posher than I'd given you any credit for? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if it was, <laughs> if it was Essex, if it was Essex, if it was Essex, it would be LPR. Yeah, you'd get like white lightning in there. <laughs> um, I am just going back to the question you asked, Mark. I am early. Um, like presents are first thing. You know, like it, it always goes the same. Dad makes the tea. Me, mum, and, you know, my girlfriend as well, she's joining us this year, um, will be in the lounge and we'll just crack through the presents. You know what I mean? Like, it's a 20-minute job. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We all know how a Christmas carol begins, but you've never heard it like this. Marley was dead to begin with. Dead as a f- doornail. Now, I don't know why a doornail. They've never had any life to begin with. But bottom line, Marley is dead. A Christmas Carol, The Rude Retelling, read by Brian Harvey. Listen to the uncensored version out now. Find it wherever you found this podcast or go to podfollow.com slash Scrooge. Buff humbug. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. 
Imagine the likes that that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon. Incredible. So you basically <laughs> saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking, I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Now, we're talking perfect Christmas days here, so this doesn't have to be what you normally do, but perfect Christmas days. Who is with you? Who would you want to celebrate Christmas with? Small affairs, big affairs. What are we looking at numbers-wise? Dan first. So traditionally, as I say, it's always been the three of us. Uh, and recently, I've gone, I have grown quite tired of it because the repetition of the tradition is just a bit, oh, okay, now we're doing this, now we're doing this, now we're doing this. Whereas, just kind of um, going through the motions. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you're always kind of so pissed by the end that you just fall asleep and, oh, that was another Christmas gone. Whereas last year, we spent it with, my family went over to um, my girlfriend's family and it was just, yeah, much, much, much more amazing than I'd ever given really big, big, big family Christmases credit for. So, yeah, I would have as many people as possible, really. Connor. Uh, my Christmas is a bit a bit strange, actually, because um, I have a very, very small family, very small family. And all of my family for the past, well, five years have all lived abroad. Um, so it's always been a bit hard for us. We sometimes go out to America. Yes, I've mentioned it before. Go on, boys. I'm just gonna. I know. I'm just gonna. It's like it's a different, different podcast, different channel, mate. And I like, on this I like... one, you don't mention Austin every ten seconds. <laughs> I love this one more. Um, but yeah, sometimes we go out there and see family, or they come over. Last year, they or the year before that, they were over here, which was great. Um, but we actually go to a very close family friends. You know those friends that are like cousins. You know, like the they're, 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 they're family friends that you still call auntie and uncle. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they're the kids are cousins. They're, they're, you know, like they are without being family, family. Uh, we go there and that's great. Sometimes we're at home on our own. It changes for us. But I think for me on Christmas, it's like I really do enjoy being with lots of people. Um, and I, I don't have a big enough family for that unless I do see my um, family in America. Then it's usually a nice big celebration. But for me, bigger the better. Um, but as long as I'm getting good food, mate, I'm happy either way. Let's move on to food. Let's move on to that conversation. Okay. Dan, you're obviously a vegetarian, so I'm guessing, do you do nut roast rather than turkey? I do whatever anyone is prepared to make for me. Uh, are I, your parents vegetarian or, or are they meat eaters? Um, I think technically meat eaters. Mum pretty much is a vegetarian and dad just gets what he's given. So uh, the, my mum's not a fantastic cook as well. So they do kind of scrimp. Although Christmas dinner is the one f- uh, meal that my, you know, the, the classic thing where it's such important, it's too important to job. I am a man. I must do it. So my dad does that. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, it would always be great when I meet with Turkey since I've been veggie. It would just be whatever. Yeah, whatever was available to me, really. I always find that like veggie mains particularly can be a little bit of a dump squib. So you just load up on everything else. You load up on the... Um, about to say, all the other accompaniments still there just just change out turkey for something else. Yeah, and obviously I can't really have the pigs and blankets. I'm, I'm endeavouring to find a good veggie option this year as I reckon the world must have caught up enough to give me them. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 everything else. It's the mashed potato. It's it's the I love Brussels sprouts. It's everything. Do you have Dan, mashed potato? Yeah, yeah Dan, you can't, Dan, you won't be able to have roast potatoes because a lot of them are cooked in goose fat, right? A lot of them, but they don't have to be. So well, it depends how you do it. <laughs> I true story. I made that mistake when I first start started dating my girlfriend. She's a vegetarian as well, 
and we were doing a roast and i was like i can do a great roast i can do great roast potatoes did it in uh in goose fat yeah it's a strong one because i just found some in the cupboard and she, she was like she did it in goose fat i was like yeah why but yeah just made that mistake entirely innocently because like, you just don't think you're like goose fat that's not that's not a meat that's fine i would probably i think if someone had made me a roast and it like been trying really hard to skirt around the vegetarian thing mm. uh, and they'd gone to a lot of effort but then they they maybe slipped on one thing i'd probably slack my principles just out of pleasantness really i think on that one connor what about you what's your christmas are you christmas lunch or christmas dinner how early in the day are you having it christmas i mean we we get we or is it that middle ground well, we have a really good old drink um, in in my world. So we, we usually have a day of just getting, you know, right, right on it. And then uh, we have dinner, probably Christmas dinner, anytime from about half past four till like seven-ish. It happens mm. within that time. Um, but you know what it's like? Is, is It's always the same, isn't it? You sit down for your Christmas dinner and you don't get up from that table for five hours because you've got dinner, you've got games, you've got your dessert, your cheat, all of that. Um, but for me... Christmas dinner, best meal. Like my mum and my dad actually are fantastic cooks. So it's always like exceptional. Like it's the best meal ever, the sausage meat. And I'm a meat eater, so we have all the all the works. Um, but what, what actually makes my Christmas um, a little bit more special is my, my dad, uh, he goes on a uh, like a shoot every single year um, at Christmas time on Christmas Eve day. Um, and we, we eat what, what dad catches. So sometimes we might have like pheasant or we what? have like... Yeah, every year. A really disappointing year where you had a roadkill squirrel, but you know, yeah. other than that, it's done great. You yeah. still do this? I, I don't do it. I, I'm not really into that. Um, Are you living I, in the 1600s? No, it's just me and my so me and my dad. We well, we haven't done it for a long, long while, but we we have shotguns and we do clay pigeon shooting, um, and that linked into my dad going on a shoot. I think the first time we done it was like five, six years ago. Um, but you shoot to eat, so you don't just like shoot loads of like animals and leave it. It's like you shoot to have it on Christmas Day. So dad will usually kill two and we'll eat it. So it could be pheasant, it could be rabbit, it could be pigeon, whatever. I like pheasant. I don't think so I- you don't really know until he's gone. When does he go and do the hunt? So he does it on Christmas Eve and then he goes back afterwards that evening just before going out for drinks and, you know, does whatever you need to do to the to the kill, basically, uh, and gets it all prepped and ready with the guy that runs the shoot um, and then brings it. It's usually pheasant every year because pheasant is actually a really, really lovely meat to eat. So, um, yeah, which always is quite, quite, a, quite a nice thing and a cool thing every Christmas that we, we enjoy. What time do you eat again? Uh, we we well, any time from about half four, I would say four o'clock. Oh, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, one year we we always just drinking so much that I don't think we sat down for Christmas dinner till like six. Uh, but this year it's going to be a bit earlier, like much smaller Christmas. We'll probably have it about four ish. Yeah, we. I think I usually do it about three, and mm, then same. we did like a little walk around the block before presents because when I was young. Uh, I think it was just a way to let the food go down and keep the excitement going. Mm. Um, although last year, because uh, just various reasons, we opened presents in the middle of the day. And actually, I thought that was a lot better because then yeah. you're not like waiting for this thing. So it's not that the rest of Christmas is dragged out. You kind of have it in the middle of the day. I don't really agree with people, you know, cracking it all out in 20 minutes at the start. Of the- so Connor, when you open all your presents at the start of the day, are you? Is it just a free for all, or do you go one around and uh, do you go around a circle and go this one for you, now this one for you? Now this no, one. so we 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 go we go one around because I'm an only child. It, it was always a little bit different. So like it wasn't as if I had to 
find who you, Dan you know exactly what I'm talking about here but it's not like you've got to divide the presents up oh what one's Dan's what one's the brothers you know that yours are yours do you know what I mean so mine are usually forefront of the tree uh, mum and dad go to major efforts with that but when I was younger it was just like free for you know crack through it get it all done really excited oh. now now we're older it's very much you know one sometimes we might do some and then do some a bit later as well but when I was younger I was up at like six in the morning and it was like presents 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 absolutely loved it uh and then when i go for my walk so after i've eaten then we go for the walk pre-presidents how it was um and this would still stay in my perfect christmas day uh we on the walk kind of we wear slippers and we have our christmas hats still on and we carry around like you know tankards with with our pints in and we kind of do that on the walk and, and i would keep that Oh, that, that sounds nice. That's kind of the nice sort of Christmas traditions that family should have. And you say hello Just to those, everybody. Yeah, you say like... Yeah, oh, those I nice little anything. things that you wouldn't do at any other point of the year, but you do every year and it's special to you. I think that's nice having those little things. Yeah. I think uh, it is as well, but I can say one thing for sure. Dan, how you have survived waiting all day for your Christmas presents, mate, I admire it because I would be like, even now, an excited little boy. I, I, just, I couldn't wait. That's what Santa gifts are for. So that's why you get those Father Christmas presents earlier on in the day that kind of tied you over. Nice, nice. I like that. That's a very, it's obviously a unique way of looking at it as well, the way you have like your stocking before church and, you know, it's quite an organised day, which is good. It's probably remained very traditional for you and it feels like that is Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. As I said, I discovered last year that maybe that was not the best way to do it, but it kind of kept me going when I was young. Let's talk the extracurriculars, the other activities around the Christmas dinner, around the presents, games and TV. What are you guys, what is absolutely there on the list of things to do on your perfect Christmas day? Um, I, because when I was younger, it was, uh, as I say, me and Connor are only children. We this kind of been the central point of this podcast. But my parents are also terrible at playing games. Like my mum is a, a, an exceptionally spoiled loser, a horrendous loser. So we never really played board games or anything. Recently, we, we kind of started making quizzes, which is quite good. And then last year, when we were at my girlfriend's house, we played uh, like a Barma Llama and those kind of games, which were good fun. So mm. I think I would incorporate those. Telly, uh, whatever's on. I don't think we focus... We just kind of whatever's on, really. <laughs> it's really dull. Just take, just take the Christmas specials, whatever happens to be on the TV. Yeah, just drink, just do that. Not extenders because who wants it? But anything else is great. With you there, uh, Connor. Uh, yeah, like same as Dan. Really, uh, we 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 have a few games. We actually tend to play games when we're at other people's houses. If it was just like me, mum, and dad, we're not really a game. Like it's a bit weird. We don't we don't do that. Um, but yeah, when we're at other people's houses or with family, that you know, there's a lot of us. Yeah, games straight away. Uh, as for like TV and stuff, we don't really watch much TV as a house anyway, but basically on Christmas, this is a, a thing for me that was always a thing. Um, I was a massive, massive lover of Only Fools and Horses growing up. Um, yeah, I know. Strange to be into it at such a young age. Uh, but, you know, during the days of not being able to stream, um, every year I would get a new Only Fools and Horses DVD and it would be like a new episode or a new three episode or whatever. Uh, and I've just got a massive collection. So... A traditional thing for me would be open presents, uh, get the Only Fools and Horses DVD every year and we'd sit together um, in, in the afternoon and, and watch that together, which was always special and I enjoyed it. So that that was a thing for me that I remember from growing up. Now, this is the question I've been asking everyone on this podcast. Top three Christmas films. 
can either be in the lead up to Christmas or on Christmas Day itself. Connor will go with you first. Uh, top three Christmas films for me. 100% always Elf. Um, I think anybody who doesn't watch Elf or doesn't find Elf makes them... It's the Christmas film of all films. I understand it's a bit more modern than some of the classics, but so good. Absolutely love that. Elf for me. Uh, Home Alone. Absolutely. Always. I'm very... Um, you can guess mine because they're all, all pretty. And the third one is... I don't know. Third one. Um, I, I, cheaper I, I, by the dozen at Christmas. <laughs> cheaper by the dozen at Christmas, maybe. For me, it's it's those two. Third one, uh, give me some, because I actually haven't started watching them. You might remind me. Mark, give me some Christmas films. Well, well let's go for Dan's top three. Dan, what are okay. your top three? Uh, number one is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Then I Absolutely. have to watch that, actually. And then... Yep. Uh, it's, it's probably not a film for the last one. I mean, if it was, I, do, I'm, I love Arthur Christmas, which is like a really underrated one. I, I think yeah. the rest are a bit nav. I enjoy the Santa Claus as well. There's, I just have these traditions where I have to watch all of the Christmas films, even if they're just on. Like um, the other day I watched Christmas with the Cranks. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's yes, I watched that it, for the first time the other day. The, it's one of the worst things in the world, but it's, it's, just, it's good to have on. Um, but I think it, it, instead of films, if it's just things I have to watch... Um, the Gavin and Stacey Christmas specials I will have to watch before Christmas. I've already watched both of them and I'm going to have to re-watch them before the big day. Yeah, that's that's rung a bell for me. Uh, love Actually. So for me, Elf, Home Alone, the first one, the original one, um, and Love Actually. And yeah, I'm with Dan as well. Everyone has those TV shows. Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, great. And also for me, any like Only Fools and Horses episodes at Christmas, just when they're all eating that flat in Peckham. It makes me feel really festive in a strange way. Love that. Isn't it weird how different things make you festive? I guess it's whatever you have those festive relationships with, isn't it? It's what you've grown up watching at that time and that reminds you of the, of the Christmas period. Now, second to last thing I want to talk about, music. You, I've left it to the end because both of you two work in the world of music in that you, know, you present, you have to listen to it a lot. Does that mean that you don't listen to it as much at home because you're like, oh, I have to listen to it all the time when I'm doing my radio show. Or is it a case of, nope, absolutely, come December, you can leave your pop top 40 over there. I'm having Christmas and Bing Cosby. Yeah, it's always on. I think that the playlist is always on, just no matter, it's just kind of dipping round, dipping round, dipping round. Um, yeah, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I've, it's, it's a movable feast what my favourite Christmas song is, but it just, it always is on. Connor? Yeah, um, for me, uh, working around music makes me just love music even more. Um, I, if for me, I just play it all the time. I'm with Dan. Uh, Christmas songs are the best. Uh, I think Bublé's album is up there with one of the most festive albums ever. I think if you haven't played that over Christmas, then you're not doing it right. He but is I Mr. Think- Christmas. Oh. He is Mr. Christmas. Right, so my favourite Christmas song of all time and instantly when it plays um there i'm ready for christmas he's walking around the christmas tree by brenda lee okay strong it's a good it's a good choice i can see why i mean it's a bit left field but it's a good choice yeah i love that that opening bit it's just i love it i absolutely love it and it really is my top 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 christmas tune okay final question from me are there any other christmas traditions that you would want to bring across to your perfect Christmas day. We have oh yeah, so the final gift of the the present opening 
the box office, the highlight, the headliner of the festival is the is the present that's in the tree. And it always happens the same every year. So you kind of open your presents that are underneath the tree and then there's always one hidden away, which is usually in an envelope or it's something small. So maybe it's jewellery for my mum or if it's a ticket or something like that. And it, it always happens the same where my mum and dad have to play the same dance where dad will go, uh, that's over with, you know, when we've done all the presents beneath the tree, I'll go, right, that's done. And then mum will sit there and go, oh, is that everything? And then he'll go, fine, I've got you this one as well. And then he goes into the tree and he gets this other thing, the thing that she really wanted. And I mean, it's so horrendously uh, cliched and cheesy, but I'd have to have that in there. Connor? Um, no, really. I think we've covered it all. I, th- I think for me, it comes down to uh, like, that is great, Dan, what you've just said. Um, mine is nowhere near that. I think for me, it's like food related things that are like specific on Christmas. I don't know if you guys are the same, but there's something about that. Chris, because realistically, Christmas dinner is a roast dinner, but it just always tastes mm. just a, it's so much better on Christmas Day and it tastes different. Um, so this, 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 for me, that really is Christmas. Like I only ever get that taste of a meal on Christmas day, that Christmas dinner, like the sausage meat and the extra little bit of love that goes into every little thing. Um, for me is, is what makes Christmas. Um, and also as well, it's the port and cheese at the end of the night. We, we, we love that in my house. Um, that really does mark, mark the festive period. Dan does a lot more traditional stuff like the walk and the, the tree the uh, tree present and all that i don't do anything like that um but for me it's probably food related that really makes it christmas in the night household i think that's the thing i think that's what you know i found talking to all the people we have on this podcast so far that actually christmas varies massively from household to household but it's that same feeling of being with friends being with family and having those traditions that span across the year that's the thing that everyone has and they can be different depending on whether you're the Knight household the Simpson household whether you're Laura Wright or Roxy or you know whoever we've spoken to on this podcast it can change massively but actually at the heart of it it's still exactly the same do you know what as well um just to link in with that which is bang on it uh, Christmas for me personally as well it's a global language isn't it everyone at Christmas is going through the same thing other than different countries or religions that maybe don't celebrate it but everyone just becomes that little bit nicer and everyone becomes just that little bit better i think as a person during the christmas period and it's a shame that we can't maybe extend that throughout the year but it really is just a better time of year and for me that is a massive thing of christmas just that extra little bit of love that you give everyone around you that maybe you don't during the year it just makes it it's because everyone has the holiday spirit at the same time you know when you go on a two-week holiday and you're always excited before you go away everyone gets that at the same time that's my logic because at christmas if you go on a two-week holiday from work you two probably might not get this as much as i do if i go on a two-week holiday from work i've got a come i've got a worry that work is still happening while i'm off at christmas everything stops everyone has that holiday feeling at the same time everyone is in the holiday mood and no one has to worry about work yeah exactly combined just makes christmas christmas everyone's going through it at the same time and it's just yeah it's it's just such a wonderful it's the best time of year it really is the best time of year there's no other way of putting it it's also quite bleakly British, but everyone's drunk and then hung over at the same time. So you can kind of understand where you stand with things, I think. Now, final, final thing to do. Dan, Con, I'm going to leave this to you two. Give a plug for the wonderful podcast that is Baffled. 
if if listeners haven't heard it yet, which why not? I've been banging on about it for the last six episodes. But if you haven't heard it yet, Dan, Connor, what can they expect? Uh, Baffled is a podcast every week where we bring nine facts to the table, three facts each. We try and figure out once and for all if they are amazing, if they're worth knowing, if they're worth telling your mates, or if they're worth just putting in the bin of nonsense. Uh, it usually works like this. Me and Mark do copious amounts of research. Connor does nothing at all. He takes facts from his mates, from people who write in, and yet he is the king of the day and everyone loves him. And I go home angry, but happy that we've had another podcast. Um, and yeah, and Connor has IBS and likes the films cheaper by the dozen. I mean, how can you level with a guy that does that? I don't think there's much more to be said on that. Uh, we'll put a link to the Baffled podcast in the description of this podcast right here. Dan, Connor, thank you so much. I would say Merry Christmas to you, but I know that I'm going to talk to you again before Christmas comes because we do have to do more baffle. Um, but guys, thank you so much for sharing your perfect Christmas with us. And uh, I hope you do have an amazing Christmas. Same to you. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I was I was just taking in what Dan done to describe Baffled. I, I thought, oh, I'm not going to top that. So I'll let Dan ride with that one. But yeah, come listen to Baffled. And Merry Christmas, gents. Love you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.